This is another episode of Funky Friday. I know you missed me. Good move, Cam, back in a Panthers helmet and uniform. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Newton bends low, takes the snap, short drop, hits the quarterback draw. Oh! I think this is what we need. We need Odell Beckham in a new place, and we need Cam Newton back in his old spot. Here we go. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles, today's guests, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport, Super Bowl champion quarterback Trent Dilfer, plus sneaky good games and more. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Okay, everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, live from Odell Beckham Jr.'s new home, Los Angeles, <laughs> California. It is a wild day in the sports world. We're going to talk about it all with you, all three hours. Settle in. Lots to discuss. I am your humble host here on NBC Sports on Peacock, NBC Sports Audio, uh, Sirius XM Channel 85. That's how you can see us and listen to us. You can also listen to us if you want to stream us on Odyssey. Take us wherever you want to go. You can also uh, hopefully tune in on the old terrestrial radio and listen to the Rich Eisen Show on this terrestrial radio affiliate. It's smart enough to have us. If you're listening to us later on on our podcast network, Cumulus Podcast Network, where all podcasts can be acquired or perhaps on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, we say good Friday to all of you. Same to you, Christopher Brockman. Good to see you hey, in Rich. this spot. What's up, my man? Uh, my man, uh, TJ Jefferson, is in his usual spot over there. You know. Lighting the old candle for it's this Friday show. Ambience, and Jason Rich. Feller sitting in for hey. Mike Del Tufo. Good to see you over there. Um, so, uh, hey, just when you thought that this was a week-to-week league in the NFL, I mean, you hear it all the time that the uh, that, that, that teams just – Move on from one week to another. You turn the page. You bury the film. You do whatever you want to do. We had Arthur Smith of the Atlanta Falcons on. He said, you you tune out all the week-to-week noise is what he had to say. I said, does that mean you ignore people like me? And he essentially said, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you hear that a lot. Week-to-week league, one week's different from another. And then I'm sure many people in the NFL thought, hey, week nine, good riddance. Don't want to see that again. I mean, I mentioned Tampa Bay Buccaneers were off in week nine. They chose a great week to be off because they were, again, 11 games, 11 games in which the team with a a worse record took on a team with a better record. And seven of the 11 games had the team with the worst record win. And the Bears almost made it eight. Okay, And wow. Uh, So just when you thought, though, that you turn the page in the weeks over, um, two things happen. That makes you think one thing thinks, okay, maybe we can turn the page because we got a bookend to the way that uh, week nine started. And then week 10 started. What do I mean by this? First things first, the crazy week nine that we saw. Crazy. Okay. The crazy week nine that we saw started with the sound of church bells. Correct? <laughs> yeah, sure did. Church bells were ringing here in Los Angeles, California. yeah, yeah. yeah. Because Von Miller had been acquired from the Denver Broncos by the Los Angeles Rams. And those <laughs> church bells uh, was less need going to the phone to, com- to complete the trade. Because that's, that's what less need has. Church bells. To say, you know what, I'm going to take a two, I'm going to take a three. And I'm going to go send it to the Denver Broncos and I'm going to add Von Miller and his bulky ankle. And he doesn't have to play in the loss in a Sunday night football against the Titans, which obviously he didn't know was coming at the time. But 
We, you know, we're just going to do it. We don't have any draft picks anymore, pretty much from uh, from the first first round, and now the second night, whatever. It doesn't matter if uh, you're resting your feet up on the Lombardi Trophy, looking at the beautiful Malibu sunset. If you're off on that second night of the draft too, and then yesterday, we're uh, leaving. We're finishing up the show. You look at me, Chris, yeah. and you say to me. Sean McVay just kind of smiled <laughs> yeah. like a cat ate the canary yeah. smile uh-huh. in his press conference that he was just completing as we were going off the air yeah, at like noon 11, time Pacific time, yeah, three Eastern. Like yeah. he, when he was asked, "Are you guys interested in Odell Beckham Jr.? Have you spoken to Odell Beckham Jr.?" and he starts smiling. He goes, "That's Les's job, not my job." <laughs> yeah. And and then all of a sudden we go off the air saying, "Is it possible the Rams can do <laughs> like, this again?" What? Like, what? And then we walk out of the building here and we hear the sound again. There it is. All the way from Thousand Oaks down to Baja, California. Here in Southern California. There it was again. Les Snead finishing the deal with Odell Beckham Jr. Ridiculous. He's a Ram. Like what? He's now a Ram. Cooper Cup <laughs> is his teammate now. Cooper Cup's only won the Offensive Player of the Year for the NFC in September and October, and those are the only months in which you could actually win that award in 2021. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Bobby Trees, Robert Woods is there too, and Van Jefferson's been having a terrific season. And Deshaun Jackson basically said, I want out of here. You want me to take the top of the defense off? I'd like to get on the field. And they said, go. And now who's coming? Odell Beckham Jr. And if you're having trouble in, like, press man coverage and things like that, Getting open, this guy can do it. He can do it. Why didn't he do it in Cleveland? Great question, man. <laughs> Great question. Great question. Great question. Was he open enough that, you know, Odell Beckham Sr. could open up a new editing firm? <laughs> Was he open enough that it's Baker Mayfield's fault, even though Baker Mayfield <laughs> put up a 40 spot with some defensive help in Cincinnati? Oh, man. He's coming here now. To Los Angeles, California. He wanted to be in a big city or his home city. This is what I'm being told. And with all due respect to my friends in Wisconsin and the great people in Green Bay, you know, Los Angeles is uh, the number two media market in the country. And if he wants to go take his millions of dollars and rent a place down the road, you know, from the, the Rams too. draft house, he can do that. I think he lives here too in the offseason. Okay, so. he lives here too in the offseason. That's right. We've heard about that. Yeah. So, take a couple million to buy a house. There you go. He's also a celebrity. Like, he's not just a football player. I this guy also, is legit famous. Correct. And I have been told he is very tight like this with Von Miller. So there's that. And it's just the rest of this year, and it's an incentive-laden contract, and I cannot wait. Obviously, he he won't be out there Monday night football. Well, but the Rams say that for sure. I don't know. I, can't, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, who knows? No, it's going to be a week 11 for the rest fresh, of the season right? deal, man. Here we go. So the Rams are like, OK, you know, we were seven and one. And let's add Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. The question <laughs> is, is it 2015 or is it 2021? That's what 2021 has in store for us. And it's just terrific. It's just great, man. Fun, fun, fun stuff. Rams have a bye week in week 11. 
And so in the same way that Cam Newton's first game as a Carolina Panther will be at home against Ron Rivera and the Washington football team, Odell Beckham Jr.'s first game as a Ram is going to be against the team that he said no thank you to. <laughs> I mean, come on. At Green Bay, can't make it up. Wow. Home for Jacksonville, then at Arizona. Trying to avoid the season sweep. That's a Monday night football game. Home for Seattle. Good stuff. At Minnesota, at Baltimore, home for San Francisco. All of those games with Odell Beckham Jr. Along with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and Van Jefferson and Tyler Higby and Daryl Henderson and Matthew Stafford has got to be looking around saying, really? Is this, where we're, is this really happening to me? I cool. came here years really? ago. Yeah. Really? Okay. That's a long time ago. I was just throwing a, I was throwing a Calvin and then, you know, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Kanye. Jones got some run and all that stuff. But really? This is all in one season? One team? Okay. Cool. Will it work, though? Everything's being pushed to the center of the table here. Will it work? What a question that will be answered and it will be popcorn ready material so the crazy week nine right started with von miller being traded and then right before week 10 begins odell beckham jr is acquired by the same team and then what happened in between is the greatest yada 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 in the history of football <laughs> media right just like so that's it though right that week nine the craziest week period that's done that's done because week 10 starting, we turn the page, different week. And then week 10 starts. And then Tua Tungavailoa doesn't start, but he's active. Yeah. I was sitting at home, getting ready for this game. And, you know, I get the email from the NFL media group, uh, assignment desk and information desk. And they're top notch in the business. As soon as the Dolphins put out their actives, inactives, I saw Tua was not on it. And I thought to myself, well, if he's not starting, is he on IR? Like, did they IR him? <sighs> no, he's active. Huh? So if he's active, why isn't he starting? Because if you're good enough to be up and play, why aren't you starting? Well, probably short week, didn't practice, this, that, the other thing. We're just going through walkthroughs and all that business. Yeah, like he needs to learn the playbook. Whatever, okay. And then the game starts. And Lamar Jackson, who we talked about on this show yesterday, yes, almost 24 hours ago at this time, yep. as the leading candidate for MVP, I put up on the screen, even, you know, had our top-notch production team at the Rich Eisen Show put together a, a nice graphic to show his numbers through eight games this season compared to the eight games that kicked off his eventually unanimous MVP season mm -hmm. and they're the same damn numbers and even better passing numbers which correlates to the fact that he's three and0 this season in games in which they're down by double digits or more he's throwing the team into games when they're out of it something that he couldn't even do as the unanimous MVP in 2019 then he comes out and the Dolphins defense bottles him up bottles him up And the Dolphins turn to Tua in the second half because Jacoby Brissett, who's only put a field goal on the board, right? He's banged up. Tua comes in with his fractured finger on his throwing hand. 
and starts throwing passes like a guy who's got a fractured finger on his throwing hand. <laughs> Honestly, like he had Tebow-like accuracy. It looked like he was throwing with his feet when he first came out there. And we're looking at him grip the ball right now. It looks like, you know, he couldn't hold on to it, which after the game he said he had trouble gripping the ball, which is what happens when you've got a fractured finger on your throwing hand. And he even banged it on an opposing member of the defense's hand. They like kind of high-fived on a, on a follow-through, and he was shaking it and all that stuff. I'm like, what? what's going on? If he's not good enough to start, but he's good enough to relieve, why was he up if he's throwing like this when he's relieving? And then all of a sudden, things got even crazier. Like the Dolphins taking the lead. Six to three. And then marching down the field with Tua. And then doing something that looked straight out of the Larry David playbook. Flipping it to Miles Gaskin on a dump off pass who then throws it back overhand. Not a flea flicker underhand. Overhand back to Tua who then hot potatoes it back to Gaskin. Like a Larry David double flick. (laughs) A flea flicker screen pass. It actually worked. (laughs) Got him inside the red zone. And then there's penalty on the Dolphins moving around. It looks like they're going to have to kick this field goal. So what do they do on third down? Goal to go. They call a screen pass. <laughs> and the greatest thing in the history of the National Football League unfolded. Wow. wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tyree Helmick catch. Oh, yeah. Immaculate reception. Sure. Dwight, Cl- Dwight Clark. Uh, Whatever. The Music City Miracle. None of them compares. Has to the it. ineligible big man <laughs> cartwheel reach touchdown that didn't count. <laughs> That's six. That is six right there, Rich. Six foot six, 327 pound right guard Robert Hunt from yeah. Louisiana Lafayette says, This is my moment. I've been protecting guys my whole life. I've been Pushing defensive linemen around my whole life. I've been blocking for screen passes forever in a day. But this day, <laughs> today, on Thursday Night Football, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to catch the ball. <laughs> Even though the guy who's supposed to catch is directly behind me. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> Even though the rest of the linemen are doing what they're doing, which is up the field. Facing the other way, blocking. I'm going to turn around and present myself as a target. I'm going to catch the ball illegally. <laughs> and I'm going to still try and score. I'm going to make a move. And, oh, my, make a move. and my teammates are going to block for me. Yep. Because they don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Did he pick it up? Did what? It? <laughs> Is my teammate... Actually eligible? Don't know. Let's play it out. Let's play it out and see what happens. Got to play to the whistle. Let's play it out and see what happens. Robert Hunt, he smelled that goal line. And he got cartwheeled. And he reached out. He scored. He celebrated. And then didn't score. (laughs) Flag. And then it just got wiped out. Ah, But what will never be wiped out from our memories is this. For one glorious moment, a big man 
said, screw it. <laughs> a big man said, I love football. Football is life. Yeah, like Ted Lasso, I'm going to hit that believe sign. I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to score a touchdown even though I have no business scoring this touchdown. And when the defense tries to stop me, I'm going to still reach out and score. I'm going to give it my all. Robert Hunt, doing something for everybody in this world, showing that it's all possible, even when you have no business trying. (laughs) I loved it. It was the greatest moment this season. All right, I know I put it up there with the Immaculate Reception. Yeah, I mean, it was the post and all that stuff. No, but seriously. We're caught in the moment. I think, I think I, I'm having my fun with it, but I think I'm, there's a reason why everybody's talking about it. It was amazing. First of all, it's big man with football, always entertaining. It's always. big man cartwheeling with football and then reaching out and making a football act and scoring and celebrating and thinking it was his moment and just losing his head in the moment. I don't know why he thought he could catch the football. <laughs> I don't know. Because all he had to do was like be in the appropriate spot with his face up the field and Gaskin grabs that one and he had some blockers in front. Yeah. But honestly, I think this is kind of like Ted Lasso, a moment that we all need to laugh and a moment where we all need to believe that this is your moment, man. And we all got into it mm-hmm. and we're all talking about it and the miami dolphins are making like photographs on elevator doors out of it the next day and just like for some momentary lapse of reason he thought i'm going to catch the touchdown pass and it's now on <laughs> elevator doors <laughs> wow because <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever He's trying to score, and he has no business trying, and it's not legal, but screw it. For this one moment, I'm going to take it. Going for mine. Now, he thought, like, you know, Gaskins wasn't, Gaskin wasn't there, and I'm, but, well, I don't know what he thought the possible result could be. But be that as it may, The Miami Dolphins do take the lead, and they do get an incredible defensive play by Xavier Howard on Sammy Watkins, creating creating a fumble, and with the ball on the ground, I don't know. I've never seen anybody hop up that fast and pick it up and scoop and score from midfield like that. Right. Honestly, like he creates the fumble, and then they're all on the ground. He sees the ball on the ground. He could have easily been contacted while he reached for the ball. Instead, he gets up, then scoops it, and scores. See ya. Now that's when usually, uh-oh, this year with the Ravens, that puts the Ravens exactly where you <laughs> they want to be, even though they never want to be, which is down by two scores. Yeah, and then, the, of course, the Lamar yeah. finds Mark Andrews because that's what Lamar does this year. And plus, I'm going against Mark Andrews in fantasy and all the poker guys who had them around the table. I was having a terrible night at the table. But Uh-oh. that's just be that what is it may. <laughs> but, it, you know, Lamar's starting to come back. But then Tua, man. Made a couple plays. Tua made a nice throw down the field. Albert Wilson totally blown coverage. Oh, yeah, blown but and and so that's it though, and the Dolphins win. And just in case, when you're thinking, Week Nine was totally done, craziest week ever. Week Ten gives you Dolphins twenty-two, Ravens ten, and these two facts are actual facts in this crazy world where facts are fungible things. One. The Dolphins 
won one game in two months, but just won the two games in five days. They're now three and seven. <laughs> one game in two months, two games in five days. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, who started one and three with this Ravens loss that nobody saw coming. The Pittsburgh Steelers are one home win against the winless Detroit Lions away this Sunday from being in first place in the AFC North. That's a fact. Can't make it up, man. Honestly, Cam Newton became a Panther again. Odell Beckham became a Ram, and that happened. Robert Hunt, God bless you. I love it. Anything's possible. Just do it. Damn the torpedoes. Figure out the consequences later. You said he didn't know what was going on. You played to the whistle, right? Thank, you didn't hear a whistle. Thank goodness it was for good. <laughs> thank goodness it was for good and not evil. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. Who do we have on the show for you today? Are you asking me? No. <laughs> it's a rhetorical question. Rhetorical kind of question. Like, you know, Remember uh, about the dream stuff. Oh, got it. Okay, come on. Trent Hilfer, your current Lipscomb Academy football head coach. Um, I want to know what his thoughts. He's a, he's our Tua whisperer. I want to know what he thinks about that. How will Odell work with the Rams in his estimation? Why didn't it work with the Browns? What is going on? Did Justin Fields drop his huggies on Monday Night Football as the Bears are on a bye week this week? But Ian Rappaport's up next. Odell Beckham, is Aaron Rodgers going to play this weekend? How did Cam wind up in Carolina? Is Kyler Murray going to play this weekend? So much to learn. That's next right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show on a busy Friday with TJ's Big Ass Grab Bag, the NFL Midseason Awards that nobody else really cares about but us. And hopefully you do. That's coming up. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844 204 Rich is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show along with Peacock and uh, NBC Sports Audio Sirius XM 85, my colleague from the NFL Media Group, one of our favorites back here on the show, Ian Rappaport. How are you, Ian? What's going on, Rich? How are you? Well, lots going on, brother. Let's jump into it. I know you're a busy man. We all uh, we all have so much to, to hit here. It was one of the craziest weeks ever. Um, it started with the Rams shocking us with uh, Von Miller and then ended supposedly with the Rams shocking us with Odell Beckham and then that crazy game broke out last night. Let's start with Odell. Uh, how did he wind up on the Rams, Ian? Well, you know, he had at least five offers. Uh, I think more, but at least five that we know of. Um, no, actually it would be six. It would include the Rams. So at least six offers. And, you know, I think they were all pretty similar. A couple were around the minimum. Packers were minimum. Chiefs were minimum, New Orleans was a little more, Seattle's was a little more, the Patriots was a little more, and the Rams was kind of in the ballpark, but they were like kind of a stealth team, and, you know, because they didn't really, like there was a report that he was narrowing down to three teams, and the Rams weren't one of them, and, um, you know, I, I think what, what happened from his side, from Odell's side, is he basically told the Rams, like, let's keep talking. Like, I know the money's not crazy, but let's keep talking. Um, because at the beginning of this, he identified the Packers and Rams as his top two teams. He knew there'd be some interest from the Packers. I don't think he knew there'd be any interest from the Rams. So he kind of prodded them on a little bit. And then they started talking, and then Von Miller got involved, and then Jalen Ramsey got involved, and uh, it was a whole big recruiting thing. And in the end, it was down to the Packers and Rams, and um, I think he, you know, I think he ends up making a good choice that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think so uh, too. Um, you know, and I got to have Trent Dilfer later on to talk about how the X's and O's might or might not work out. So it's amazing, you know. He and Vaughn are tight. So Vaughn, uh, the acquisition on Monday, he doesn't play on Sunday, but already pays dividends to get Odell be- there on the following Thursday, essentially. Yeah, that's what you're saying. And I don't, you know, we'll see on. Um, what happens with Vaughn? I'm not even sure he's playing this week, you know, because I think the Rams have a bye. Yep. Rams have a bye next week, right? Yes, they do. Yeah. So I think there's definitely, uh, we'll see what happens, but there was definitely some talk of waiting till after the bye to make sure Vaughn's ankle is fully and 100% healed. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, he's a, he's a big time star power guy. Odell's a big time star power guy. They're in a city where, you know, that really works. Um, I'm I'm curious about the actual football part of it because, you know, the Rams were, Rams have some pretty good receivers, um, and I think they would be fine with Cup and Jefferson and Robert Woods. And did they need Odell? Probably not. Um, but it's not a bad, you know, third or fourth receiver to throw out there, right? But the Chiefs were in on him, huh? And 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 I guess yep. that that's you know the Rams certainly. Um, Saying getting him and preventing him from going to Green Bay or New Orleans, those are the teams that you'd mentioned. Seattle as well in your division, so you're preventing him from going somewhere in your division, and then other places in your conference, and then eventually potentially to a team that I know is is not 
looking super right now, but the last two AFC Super Bowl combatants in the Chiefs, that's that's a plus two, yeah. you know? So um Yeah, assuming that he's gonna be you know, assuming that he's gonna be a net positive, right? Like the money it's sort of like who cares, right? I mean, you know, the reason you save money against the cap is similar as the Carolina Panthers, like the reason you save money this time of year is to be able to spend it like this, and it's not like you're going to spend it on much else. Right. Right. So um, the money's sort of whatever. You just have to hope Odell is in that positive. I know in Cleveland he was not, um, and that's not like a shot at all. It's literally just a fact. Like they are a better team when he's not on the field. You hope it is the opposite with the Rams. Ian Rappaport here on the Rich Eisen Show. How did Cam wind up with Carolina? Ian, give me the yeah. storyline there. So a lot of hard conversations. Um and one specific. So, you know, they knew probably Tuesday that Sam Darnold's injury was pretty bad. Um, now, it's funny because, like, well, it's not funny, but it's interesting because Darnold looked really bad. And I think we all, the public, decided that he just sucked. <laughs> but reality was he was pretty badly injured. And I'm not sure how many people actually knew that. Not a lot of people. Um, and, he, you know, just couldn't make, couldn't make, like, regular throws. And you realize that it's hard to make regular throws with a cracked shoulder. Um, mm. which is interesting. I learned that this week. Um, and so they found out how bad Darnold's injury was, and it was like, do we stick with P.J. Walker, who we like, or should we just should we just do it? Like, let's just see if Cam is interested. So Matt Rule called Cam up on Tuesday night and was like, are you interested? And he said, yeah, I'm interested. So they got in the room. David Tepper, Stephen Drummond, well, their VP of football operations, Scott Fitterer, Cam Newton, his dad, and talked it through, talked about the way everyone left, talked about the sort of divorce, realized that they were better together than apart, and they got together. And it was, I mean, it really is a little bit surreal. And he's on the practice field as we speak, and I still can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I saw him arriving number one in Carolina. He must be, it must be weird for him, too. He thought he'd never do this again, and then football can be a a crazy thing. Um, Did the Saints never think about Cam, reach out to him at all? Because you'd have to wonder if Odell would have gone home to them if if it wasn't, you know, a second-slash-third-string quarterback that's going to be starting for them the rest yeah. of the year. I mean, I, I don't I, – I didn't know that the Saints – I don't know that the Saints reached out to Cam, but I do know that uh, there were quarterback questions from Odell on the Saints. Like, I think he I mean, he really liked the Saints. He really liked Sean Payton, just like he really liked Bill Belichick. He talked to Bill Belichick personally a couple times. Um, it was just the quarterback. It's just Trevor Simeon, you know? And I, not that my football X's and O's means very much, you know, that's not what I do. Um, I think Trevor Simeon will be good enough to lead the Saints where they want to go. He does exactly what Sean Payton wants to do, and that is valuable. He just... Follows his directions, which is definitely something. But if you're a, you know, potentially superstar receiver, that's not what you want. Um, so I think that was why the Saints kind of didn't end up with Odell. So Cam spoke to Bill, huh, personally? A couple of conversations? No, Odell. Odell, yeah. uh, right, sorry. Pardon. Odell spoke yeah. to Bill personally yeah. a couple times? Yeah. Huh. okay. This is amazing. I mean, uh, unbelievable. A mid-season free agency tour for Odell Beckham Jr., is just the latest I mean, twist and turn, you know? You know, it was, it was weird, I have to say, too, because, you know, like, these free agency is crazy. You know, March is absolutely bananas. Right. Um, and I just, like, personally, I was not 
totally ready for like the toll that this would take. Like the last two weeks feel like they've been two months. You know, like yeah, when Odell finally signed, and it was a craziness yesterday, and I was fine. I was like, all right, man, like let's just have a normal week one. You know, I know. I, I, I said that the Vaughn um, surprise acquisition by the Rams, and then the. Odell's surprise signing by the the Rams in the in between is the the wildest NFL yada 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 of all time. You know, it's kind of crazy, man, what the yada 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 was. And in terms of that, Ian Rappaport, what can you tell me about Aaron Rodgers? Um, you know, what do you think? He'll be cleared Saturday and play Sunday, and that's it. It'll be as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should be cleared. And you know, the more we go through these circumstances, the more we learn about them. Mm-hmm. Um, he really doesn't have to do very much of anything. Like, he does not need a negative test tomorrow. He's gone through 10 days. Right. What Dr. Alan Sills told Judy Batista yesterday is when players have COVID, sometimes they test positive anyway. Right. Even if they are no longer able to transmit. Even if they're no longer contagious, they still test positive. So he doesn't need a negative test. He basically just needs to be cleared by a doctor and not have symptoms. So, I mean, he should be cleared and should be able to go on Sunday. And, and any word as to his physical well-being? I mean, this, this uh, does he, again, I, I, I know he's a, 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 <laughs> a reigning MVP in, in, in rock-solid shape, and I'm a 52-year-old father of three, but it took me a while to actually get my sea legs on anything, like without – not feeling exhausted at six o'clock at night and people can obviously have different feelings. He'll be able to play a national football league game at a high level against the Seattle Seahawks coming off a bye and, and off we go. Best you can tell. I I believe so. Um, But I will say this, like there's been a couple examples this year. Chandler Jones was one, you know, Chandler Jones had a, I would say a fairly significant bout with COVID was eligible. This was early in the season was eligible to come off the COVID list on a Saturday. Mm Mm-hmm didn't come off the list and everybody was like why he's able to like what's the deal but the reason he didn't was because he wasn't ready like he just didn't feel well like he he no longer had COVID, but he just felt crappy right so he didn't play he played the next week i think rogers should be good sounds like his symptoms are very minimal but you're right like i would say the same thing with the browns like you know they have uh they have nick chubb on the COVID list this week like Theoretically, he could be cleared by Sunday. I'm not sure he plays just because he hasn't practiced all week. It's so difficult. It really is. What about Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the the Arizona Cardinals? Could we see Colt McCoy for a second straight week? What do you think here? Uh, Kyler is on the practice field now. That's good. So the fact that he's practicing is at least a sign that he's got a real shot. We'll see what happens. Like I assume he'll be a game-time decision again. Um but practicing is better than not practicing, so he's got a shot. DeAndre Hopkins, no, no practice again. So, you know, I would say he probably doesn't have a great shot. Okay. Um, now, uh, a couple last things for you, Ian Rappaport, before I send you off into your Friday. What was with Tua not starting last night? And then he gets in, and then it, it's just weird, man. The whole quarterback handling of this team is so weird from kicking the tires on Deshaun Watson two weeks before playing season, then getting the rare owner player on another team uh, permission to speak 
prior to a trade deadline doesn't happen. They put the genie back in the bottle, I guess, but Tua doesn't start and then comes out and wins. Is he the guy moving? Like, what the hell is going on there is just the general sense of the question. Um, Ian. So here's my sense. Brian Flores had two options on Thursday. He had a not fully healthy Tua or he had a fully healthy Jacoby Brissett. Now, sometimes not fully healthy quarterbacks are better than anyone, literally anyone. They did not believe that was the case. So Jacoby Brissett starts, looks not very good, honestly, um, and tweaks his knee and goes down writhing in pain. Now, the fact that he was able to come back and get cleared is okay, but it did not mean he was 100%. So then your options for Flores are are not 100% Jacoby Brissett or a not 100% Tua. And he chose a not 100% Tua after watching the offense struggle mightily with Brissett, who, you know, was not very good. Was, was not very good. So his choice was Tua. And what resulted was some wobbly throws and some kind of not great moments, but also some good moments. You know, like there were some, some leadership moments from Tua there. There were some big-time big time plays despite an injury, despite a fractured finger and all that. Like, in the end, it really, really worked out. Uh, for Brian Flores and for the Miami Dolphins. But the plan is still, let's let's get Deshaun Watson in the fold in, in March, right? I mean, how can you say that's not after you try to do it in in November, correct? Well, depending I on mean, Depending on if things are, are, are clear enough and he's a viable citizen slash football player, correct? Right, but that's, that's, a big, that's a big depending if, right? Because if Stephen Ross, you know, my understanding was Deshaun Watson was not traded because his cases were not settled. Well, how much more clarity are we going to have by February and March? Like, are we really going to have that much more clarity? And if Stephen Ross wouldn't do it then, would he do it in March? Also, could be a lot more teams interested. I would expect the Carolina Panthers to be interested as well. I would think they're not going to be the only team. Probably going to be some other very interested teams. So I think the Dolphins will probably explore again. But I would have, a, I would definitely have some questions. All right, last one for you, Ian. Uh, the taunting rule and flag that uh, got called on Cassius Marsh on Monday Night Football. Perry Fuel, the SVP of officiating, folded into a 90-second video that was tweeted out from the uh, Twitter official account of the NFL officiating. Says, "Yeah, good call. Why?" What are you hearing? Do they really want that called? Do they really, or they're just backing up their official in their way and telling everybody else, "Don't do that again." What can you tell me on this? I mean, why? I mean, they've actually been really consistent. They've been pro taunting, not pro taunting, pro taunting rules Mm -hmm. or anti taunting. Um, They have been every time they've had the chance to say, "Oh, that went you know over the line," whatever. They have not. They have said taunting is not good. And you should not do it. And if you do it, you'll be penalized. Now, for that one specifically, on one hand, like, what did he really do? He just basically stood there and stared at the sidelines. On the other hand, it was clear what his intent was. He was basically posing in front of the other team, looking at their sidelines. Now, if I was on the other team, would I be offended? No, I'd probably be more offended by his ridiculous karate kick celebration. Um, But I understand it. I understand why that was taunting, and I understand why the NFL does not believe that has a place, and I understand why he was flagged. So 
there there was no no debate best you can tell like there was like yeah sure let's have let's have a, a game totally potentially decided by something like that and we're cool with it and and fans are outraged you know, and players same, are players think the that they're being put upon like, i mean sorry, honestly the, you know no i get it but it's the same issue as you know oh would you really want to call that penalty at this time like oh that's sort of passing you know that's past interference but you know let them play in the final two minutes it's like isn't a penalty just a penalty no, I've heard that for right. all 18 years that I've been with NFL Network, Ian, and um, I've always had a problem with it. Do you it. believe it? Um, I, I do believe that, that that things should be a foul called no matter what, but then there are others in a gray area that if it's a gray area, just keep the keep the flag in your in your pocket. And then there was no conversation. To, what did they? What are you hearing about Carrenti? He didn't bump the guy. He didn't hip check him. Like that didn't happen? Well, what are you hearing about that one uh, in the NFL? Uh Offices. They do not believe that there was a hip check. Okay. All right, Ian. So they do not believe there was anything intentional. Okay. All right. That's there. You, that's a difference. There's a difference between that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like parsing a out the word. Oh no, 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 no. That's if he thinks it's not intentional, then that's you know, honestly, you can lose your balance or something like that. I don't know. Ian, thanks for the I call. I've been to people all the time. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Take care of yourself. We'll chat on Sunday game day morning. Look forward right. to it as always. Look forward to it. Take right, care. You go. That's Ian Rappaport. Again, they're making a huge mistake. Fans are pissed. Players think they're being put upon, and referees just don't. No, it's what it is. It's what it looks like. Let me throw the flag. Thank God for Robert Hunt, so we can move on to actual. Well, I know. Fun I just brought it back up again. I don't know, but bad. Robert Hunt is a uh, is is what we love. No question about it. All right, um, let's take a break. Uh, there's a couple of things that he said. I want to pull on those strings. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show on a Friday. Trent Dilfer is still to come. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Al Michaels, it's his birthday today. That's incredible, man. I love that, man. What an honor to yeah. be able to call him a friend and He's got get a story to have him here. Oh my gosh! And cool. Sunday Night Football on NBC, it's a big one. Chiefs and Raiders Sunday seven Let's Eastern go. time. 
right here on Peacock as well as NBC. Um, you see whatever you, you'll see the game on NBC and then Peacock before after the whole business. Chiefs and Raiders. I'll tell you this. Are we leaning Raiders here? I tell you where yes, I'm leaning. Should I tell you where I'm leaning on this? Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I'm leading Chiefs. You are. I am. Any particular I reason? This and this is what I will say You're on game day morning. You're just quadrupling down on your Chiefs. I pick. am. I am. <laughs> I am doubling and tripling and quadrupling down. That I believe the Chiefs are still going to have some greatness in them this year. They have shown zero indication yes. to back up this play. I just believe in the talent in that locker room. The the Chiefs Sometimes the Raiders, it just ain't your year, you know? But you throw the records out when these teams play. And usually it's the Raiders that want their record thrown out when these two teams have played lately. This time it's the Chiefs where you throw the records out. They go into Las Vegas where I bet you every Chiefs fan looked at the schedule and said, how about a weekend in Vegas <laughs> yeah. in the middle of that's, November? That's Who that's wants true. in? And I bet you there's going to be a lot of red in that building on Sunday night. I'm leaning towards the Chiefs in that game. It's going to be about 82 in exactly. Vegas on Sunday. What, what about Kansas <laughs> yeah. City? Not so much. I don't know. Who the hell knows these days anymore with the weather? And it's 46 in Kansas okay, City. Okay, so, today, so. <laughs> I, I, I believe there's a ton of Chiefs fans that have said they looked at the schedule yeah, when probably. it first came out. Probably. Who wants a road trip to Las Vegas, Nevada? For a Sunday night game, the Chiefs in that new building where they're finally letting fans in. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And it's it's Kelsey and Waller, and I can't wait to watch that tight end play. And I just feel it. I truly do. That this is this is the moment for the Chiefs to finally say, we are going to go on a three-game win streak that nobody believes is really a three-game win streak because we beat the crappy Giants. And we beat the Packers barely without Rodgers and Jordan Love with Jordan Love's mom and girlfriend in the last row of the stadium. <laughs> and then they go in and they win this game. And this one might make everybody believe, oh, okay. No. Hmm. There's going to be a game where Mahomes looks like Mahomes and Tyreek Hill looks like Tyreek Hill and Kelsey looks like Kelsey. And that offensive line blocks like the old offensive line blocks. And that defense has been balling out for two straight games. I'm talking myself into the Chiefs right now. <laughs> you disagree clearly i think that uh even when the raiders have been down the last couple of seasons they have found a way to mm -hmm. beat the chiefs and uh they're at home their offense is clearly superior to the giants and the packers you know without rogers from the last two weeks well and i just want to just say that real quick let me just jump in here because ian was talking about how rogers is going to be play uh, cleared to play and i i'm i'm um totally understand why Rodgers doesn't have to test again because the CDC says at 10 days after symptoms you're considered no longer contagious anymore and so um because you could keep testing positive for weeks and weeks after they testing positive days it's insane it's insane this and that's the part about this virus you have no idea how it's going to affect you and you have no idea how long it's going to linger and I hope, you know, so much has been said from this chair and to this microphone about Rogers and what he's told on our buddy Pat's show and all that business. I sure hope he comes back and he is the 12, 
the 12 that the Packers yeah, of course. want to I mean, be and want to have and all of that, man. I hope he is healthy and hale and hearty and comes out and that we see a heck of a football game between the Packers and the Seahawks. But anybody out there who thinks, well, he's clear. He'll be out and he'll be throwing around, running around like he's the defending MVP of the NFL and he's looked like he's looked all season long. I, I would caution against that. And it's entirely possible a guy doesn't play because he just wakes up and I remember how it hit me. I mentioned this, by the way, at the poker table last night because I'm going against a guy with uh, who's playing Murph, who, as you know, I have nothing but animus towards. Um, <laughs> and he's a big Packers fan. And he's he's going to go you know, with Rodgers. And I was trying to just tell him, you know, I, I'd, I'd look up another quarterback if I were you, just trying to mess with his head a little bit. <laughs> nice. But it's true, though. You know, it, it's it's not a given. This thing is yeah. not a given. Right. And I hope he is fine and he comes out and he'll look great and maybe he's in such great shape and – you know everything that's gone on with him, and he's he'll he'll look no worse the wear, and I hope that's the case for him. That's a huge football game, man, because Seahawks are coming back with Russ, and they're coming off a bye, and maybe they can do what I just mentioned with the Chiefs, which is it's been looking terrible, but here we go. The old Seahawks are going to show up with DK and Lockett and Russ in the running game. Big huge game coming up. Same with hour two. Don't go anywhere. 